Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share my friends' God stories with you. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Well, I am excited for today's episode because this month we are talking about the subject of rest, and I have invited my friend Amber Cullum to come on the show and talk about Sabbath with us. So welcome to the podcast, Amber. Thanks so much for having me, Ren. It's like sitting down with an old friend. I know. This is so fun. We've never met in real life, but who has lately? Nobody. I barely met my own friends, (laughs) my in real life friends. In real life friends, right? So Amber has a podcast called The Grace Enough Podcast, and she's been podcasting for two years, and she just celebrated her 100th episode, which you'll hear me introduce that episode that she does with her two older children. And you want to know, Amber, she is full of joy, and she is full of God's word. She really wants women on her podcast and men on her podcast to um, seek after him and share their stories and that God can use any of our stories. Amen to that, right? Amen. We're talking about Sabbath today. So tell us, we're just going to start right out of the gate. Tell us, what does Sabbath mean to you? And why why did y'all as a family need to integrate Sabbath into your home? Yeah, I mean, Sabbath now means to me a lot more than it used to mean to me. You know, before it was, it's a period of rest. It was something that I just did in the short term or in little tidbits. But it became really important to our family prior to COVID when we were all just running at mock speed all the time. And we, my husband and I both knew we have young children still who are not involved in a lot of activities. Um, But between his job and our three children, and I mean, I was a stay-at-home mom, it just felt like we were hardly ever slowing down to just appreciate all that we had been blessed with. And so really, that's what ended up propelling us into a place of saying, what would it look like if we decided to regularly practice Sabbath? That's so good. And I think that as a family, that's why I'm so intrigued by what you're going to share with us today, because I think we can say, well, we can celebrate Sabbath, you know, as a mom or as a woman, like, you know, I can go to my room for a little bit. I can take a nap, but I can be with the Lord. But doing it as a family, I want to know how you do all things. So I'm excited about it. You have three kids. Tell us a little (laughs) bit about yourself and your family. Yeah, so I am a stay-at-home mom, but I'm a podcaster, like you mentioned, and I'm also a partial homeschool mom. A lot of people don't know what that means, but my kids just go to a hybrid model school where they're at school two days a week, and then they're homeschooled three days a week, but my youngest is home full-time, and so I have a 10-year-old boy, an 8-year-old girl, and a 5-year-old boy, and so, you know, just like every other person who has children. <laughs> Life is active. So that's a little bit about me. I'm well, in Raleigh. 
Yeah, Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. So just up the road from Memphis yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Or over over the yeah, road. I don't know. <laughs> over, I, I don't do directions, girl. <laughs> over that way. We That's just right. point the map that way. Um, so tell us, what does the word Sabbath actually mean? Like, let's start at the beginning. What yep. does Sabbath mean? And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So if you're really just looking at the word Sabbath, it really is just a period of rest. But if you start to dig a little bit deeper... It's this period of time where we we stop striving, we stop working, we stop the grind, and we stop busying ourselves. First of all, that our bodies can be restored, and not just physically, but emotionally and mentally and all the other lees, you know, we need some restoration. Um, and also so that we can actually learn to trust that God is going to provide. Um, and so it's really a time of worship and rest so that we connect back to the one who causes all things to function. Well, I love how you said worship and rest. And that is really how you start out. Tell us how you start out with uh, the meal. This is oh, so yeah. <laughs> interesting to me. Well, so I don't want, first of all, I always say I don't want anybody to think that we're over here singing Kumbaya and that my kids are joyful because if you would have seen us last Friday night at our Shabbat meal to kick off Sabbath, you would have been like, nobody's resting around here. Everybody's throwing a fit and spilling their chocolate milk and all the things. Mm -hmm. So it does require a lot of intention. And so Jewish culture will kick off their Sabbath rest with what they call a Shabbat meal. Now, we don't do a traditional meal in the way that they would have done it, but we do kick off our Sabbath with that just to set the tone that this is different from every other day of the week. Now, my kids and my family, we sit around the dinner table pretty much every night, especially during COVID. I mean, we we eat at family meals, but this one's different. So we have candles at the table. Um, we I prepare a special meal to my kids. We have plates that we only eat on on Friday nights. Um, we always have a dessert on Friday nights. The kids have a special glass that they drink of that's a drink they don't get the rest of the week. And some people may say, oh, that's that's kind of outlandish. But most of us, if we think about some of the memories we have with our family the first thing that will pop in your mind is something that was done over and over and over again. So Christmas, gathering with your family for Thanksgiving, even if it's not a positive memory, it's those things that we do repetitiously. So we wanted to do the same thing every Friday because we also read a Deuteronomy passage that just says, you know, in the same way that God has set Israel free from slavery. And then we go on to say, you know, Jesus Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death. And we can rest knowing that all things have been taken care of for us. And so we do the Arionic blessing um, and we bless our kids as well. And then we just sit and eat. And sometimes that will be a very pleasant, joyful conversation. And sometimes that is, if you don't sit down right now, you're not going to get to do anything for the rest of the day. You know, you know, those empty threats. But yeah. we do always have family game time after that as well mm. with the goal of no digital distractions. So that's kind of how we kick it off at six, five or six o'clock on Friday night. Okay. And how long does that last for? Yeah, the meal. 
Well, the whole Sabbath. Yeah. So for us, what worked best is we go from, like I said, five or six on Friday to noon on Saturday. We have not tried to extend out to a 24-hour period. Um, And that's the thing that I would encourage with families. Pick something that works and build on that. God is not standing over top of us, beating us with a stick going, you have to do it this way Mm -hmm. or you fail. That's not the thing. He created Sabbath for us, mm-hmm. not not us for the Sabbath, but he he created it so that we would have a space to say, this is sacred. Mm-hmm. I'm going to slow down right now. And so, yeah, we do an 18-hour period. That just works for us in this season of our lives. I love that you said that it has to fit your family and what works for your family. I think, and you also mentioned this a minute ago, was just the consistency. Mm-hmm. And I think as moms, I know I do this, is I think something has to be like so big and oh, such yeah. a big thing. Well, then I'm not going to be able to keep that up if it's a big thing and then I have to do it every time. No, mm-hmm. it's those small things. It's those yes. small things that add up and that our kids are going to remember. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's some questions that sure. you ask yourself. And then there's some questions that you ask your kids about how to intentionally rest. And I love this. Did you come up with these? Um, the first, the ones that my husband and I ask ourselves, no. No, actually, we're a part of Homeroom, which is Jeremy Pryor and Jeff Bethke. And they are really the ones that have helped us a lot because they do Sabbath as an organization and do it in their own families. And so they really educated us a lot. But the ones that we ask our kids, yes, Um, just because sometimes you have to think about how your kids function. Mm, it was good. Okay, so share with us the one the questions y'all ask yourselves, and then we'll yeah. So when you're thinking about intentional rest. You want to ask, you know, what fills my soul? Like what fills me up to where when I am finished with it, I am fully rested. And -hmm. everybody thinks about rest as physical rest. And I'm not sure, but I think, Ren, you've had um, Dr. Sandra Dalton on your show. And I can't um, recommend sacred rest enough because it goes into nine areas of rest that are extraordinary to help you understand that you may be so fatigued and it doesn't have anything to do with sleep. Um, and so what fills your soul for me, it's a walk in the morning, um, enjoying nature. Maybe it's a run with my music on or a podcast that I'm listening to. Um, but also for me, it's taking my kids out one-on-one and having a meal in the morning and just enjoying time with one of them. Hmm. And so there's this, I can't quote it exactly, but basically it's, you know, if you work with your mind all week you may want to Sabbath with your hands. And if you work with your hands all week, you may want to Sabbath with your mind. So my husband, some people would say it's work, but for him, woodworking on the weekends is not work. That is Sabbath rest for him. And so you have to know what fills your soul, what brings you rest. And then the other one is um, basically the same thing, like what brings me rest? Like, what do I do? Is it reading a book? Is it gardening? Is it just being quiet? And so pursue those two things, um, what fills me up and what really brings me rest. Well, I love that you said that about working with your mind during the week, during work, and then working with your hands because my husband will come home and he'll work after dinner on the airplane. And I'm like, what? But then I'm thinking, well, that's the same thing. Like I like to kind of doodle or journal or whatever. That's the same thing with us. We're working with our minds by podcasting. And then what do you like to do with your hands? 
You know, I'm not as big of a hand person. I'm probably okay. one more who sits and reads. I'm not super okay. crafty. You like to walk though. I do. And I will sometimes like to just sit and do those adult coloring books. And it's okay. not because I find purpose in that as much as it is. It's something that releases my mind. Okay. okay. So, well, you're more of a nature girl. So then you're yeah. using that, like that rest that Dr. Dalton Smith talks about. So yes, those are great questions. I love, 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 love those. Okay. Let's go a little bit further mm -hmm. into the questions that we can ask our kids yeah. to see how they rest. I love these. Yeah. And some, some people feel like, oh, my kids probably couldn't answer this, but you know, we ask our kids at nine and seven and four. Um, because this was when we first started our journey. And of course, the four-year-old has no earthly idea still. Still, I mean, he's running around like a chicken with his head cut off all the time. But my oldest two do. And so the first one is same as the adult. When do you feel the most rested? You know, give them the opportunity to sit and actually write out when they feel the most rested. When do you feel the closest to Jesus? And then the third one is, what is something that makes you feel at peace? Hmm. And those can seem kind of similar, but believe it or not, kids, kids know the difference. Like my oldest son said, well, I feel the closest to Jesus a lot of times when I'm in my bed and not just sleeping, but, you know, we've told him at times, go up to your room and just, you know, kind of chill out a little bit, read your book or whatever. And so he feels like that's his safe place and he recharges there. Mm. So you want kids to know, what can I do to actually be restored? And then they need to do it in smaller increments. And is this something that you integrate during your Sabbath, like on a Saturday morning? Yeah. So with the kids on Friday night after our meal, when we're just kind of putting everything back in the kitchen, we have about five to 10 minutes of quiet time for all of us before we start games. So that's one time we really encourage our kids to get quiet. And, you know, they're allowed to do stuff, but it's really not a time to be running around talking to everybody else and being crazy. And it, once again, sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. Sure. And then other times on Saturday morning, we are not nearly as, um, I don't want to say strict, but enforcing Sabbath on them as much as we are ourselves. So each one of them still get to watch a television show in the morning um, because that allows my husband and I to go take that walk. Hmm. That allows me to take one of them out one-on-one. -on -one. You know, that allows him to get, so you have to get kind of creative and realize it's not going to be this perfect picture, but yes, they still know like, okay, this is mom and dad's rest time and it's ours too. So when showtime is over, they usually go and do something that's not high level energy. And what I mean by that, it may be going outside and just playing around, playing quietly in, um, you know, our playroom. But sometimes it is my my oldest is the one who gets it the most. And that may be going up to his room and being quiet. But the the overarching theme is don't work. We're not asking you to put your laundry away. We're not asking you to do the dishes and we're not doing it either. Yeah, that's great. I've been taking notes. And because I, I was going to ask you, how do you phys physically do this? Like where you want to go for a run? Like if you want to go for a run during the week? Well, it's Saturday where your husband's at home. And so mm -hmm. the kids stay with him and you can go for your run. That's right. That's okay. right. So so that's the thing. We have to swap back and forth sometimes. So sometimes my husband feels like he's not resting on Sabbath because I'm taking one of the kids out. And that's where this idea of you, you've got to be intentional. Nobody comes in to Sabbath and just says, 
oh man, that's, it's so easy to rest. My mind feels free. I just feel great. No, if you're not intentional about, okay, I try to get all the laundry done. The house has to be picked up because I can't let my mind rest all day Saturday if all I'm looking around and seeing is stuff everywhere. (laughs) So, you know, that preparation phase is what do we all need to get done? Kids and all Mm -hmm. going into Friday night so that we actually all can actively rest. The pre-work is a lot of it it too. But it really is in preparation. I mean, if you think about this, is it Shabbat? Is that how you say it? Shabbat. Shabbat. When you say Shabbat, I mean, they had to do that. They had to prepare. I mean, you have to prepare the meal. I mean, you have to clean up afterwards. I remember, I think um, you had talked about Sabbath on your podcast with your husband. And I listened and I loved how you said, you know, he said, you know, it wasn't restful for Amber to just write as soon as we're done with the meal to go into to game time because you're like the the kitchen's a mess. How can mm-hmm. I rest with that? And so I like that you're you have to take the steps. You have to be realistic about it That's as right. well. Well, yeah, because it's not a it's not a legalistic type of thing. You know, I think sometimes when people think about Sabbath, they think back to fit the Pharisees and how it became all about if you do this. Mm. then you are not honoring God at all. Mm. So you can't do anything or you're going to be condemned. And that's not the thing. The thing really is to slow down enough and really just put your hands up and saying like, God, again, you are the creator of the universe. And I can trust that all things can be done in six days. And that seventh day can be set aside to worship you and to rest for my own good and for yours. Mm. And so and yeah, you just got to plan. <laughs> you, you do. You have to plan. Well, and I love how you said that, that it's, and you're modeling it for your kids. I mean, it's not just for you, Trying. but they're going to remember this intentionality and the repeated intentionality about it. So, yes. Yes. I love these questions that you ask yourself and then the questions that you ask your kids. I love that. Um, tell us if there is a woman on the other side of our microphones right now and she's listening and mm-hmm. she's um, saying, oh, I would really like to do that with my family, but I don't really know where to start. Where do you suggest she start? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give you a couple of tips, but also look up Jeremy Pryor and Homeroom um, Family Teams because they do have some free resources that are just amazing. But the first place I would start is sitting down and just like when you brain dump or brainstorm, write down some reasons first why you think you may want to do Sabbath. What would be beneficial? And then what what steps can you take today to get to that place, to make that happen? So maybe it's that, you know, okay, the first thing I need to do is to start kind of ridding our evenings of digital distraction. Now, I don't think that's a rule for everybody, but for me, I can't rest. I'm so addicted to social media and all the stuff that I have to learn to put it away. Um, So, you know, you got to take that small step of what can I do right now to make this a reality? And then if you want to start with a meal, just think, I'm just going to make a normal meal, but tonight we'll sit around the dining room table. Instead of sitting around, you know, our nook or our little kitchen table. So do a couple of special things. And then after you kind of get to that place, you want to invite your husband on board for sure. Um, But just look at it as in a way, I'm going to pick a little chunk of time on Saturday morning to say, I'm just going to be quiet. It may be reading with the kids and start trying to practice one or two hours of true intentional rest and then build from there. 
Good advice. Good advice. Don't take too much on, Mm -hmm. but start with baby steps. Yep. Good. Okay. So here's a really kind of out of the box question that I'm going to ask you because you're a podcaster. And so not many people get to turn the mic on you when you are a guest on others, then you can, but I'm going to ask you this like way out there question. Are you ready? Yes, but I know what it is and I don't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) I know I shouldn't have told you what I was going to ask you, but I want to know what is a question that you wish when you are on the other side of the microphone, you wish people would ask you about. Oh my goodness. Rin, I really don't know. First thing that comes to your mind, it could be the silliest thing ever. What if what do you want to be understood about? Mm. Oh my gosh. Like why do you <laughs> we're, I mean we're, it's really hard for me. I know. I know. That's why I'm asking. Maybe Rin, I swear. Okay, I we're gonna come back to this. Okay, come I'm back. I'm not gonna let you off the hook. Okay. okay. All right. First, before I do all that, this topic about rest is so, so important. And I love how y'all have started to do this as a family. It encourages me to do it as a family. It encourages me to be in the word more and really take that time of rest, that it's away from work. Mm -hmm. Whatever you feel is work to you. Then, then you've got to set it aside. And it's, I mean, and you've interviewed Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith before. So, you know, she says, you know, we, we work from a place from rest, not to rest and how it makes such a difference in our day. So what is, what are some of the positive things you have seen on Mm -hmm. the other side of being able to rest as a family? Yeah. I mean, it's so interesting, Ren, because when I, I feel like I could have even answered this question better before 2020, because in some ways, I feel like we've gotten a little bit exhausted with rest. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, not that everybody's resting. I don't mean that. But but our life has slowed down tremendously. Mm-hmm. But in those early days, and it's still true, something that I really saw was more of a quickness for us to put on the brakes during the week, even. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that makes sense. But but what I mean, and I'll I'll try to make it you know, quick is because we had practiced learning when we were overwhelmed and what it felt like to actually be restored and be silent before God, it became easier in the week to identify when we were all just going off the tracks and needed to pull back, change our schedule, or just take a few moments to say, okay, we're all going to take 10 minutes of quiet right now mm-hmm. to reset our minds. So it made us more aware of how we felt during the week. And then another big positive is this is a tradition. There's such value in tradition. We've almost as a church and as the people of God gone the opposite direction from tradition in some ways because we feel like it's not personal. But A lot of times tradition is what is repeated and remembered from generation to generation. And so I have seen in my kids this excitement for the Shabbat meal because it's something special, but now they're starting to attach that to Sabbath. Hmm. And so while they don't rest great because, I mean, kids are pretty rested. My kids don't have a real stressful <laughs> life, praise the Lord. Right. Especially during COVID. I mean, they're not even fighting with their friends at school. <laughs> like, uh, so, so, um, but they're starting to put the two together, mm, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, 
you know, it's like anything else. We layer things. That's how our brain works. Mm -hmm. And so my hope is as we keep doing it, they're going to be able in their own minds and in their hearts to see like, I need rest. And so I am going to practice this. I'm not going to let culture tell me that I have to work harder and longer and faster and better in order to be successful. It's not where my identity is. Mm. I like that because kids are all about the repetition and the mm-hmm. layering and also seeing it, seeing it modeled. Modeled. Mm-hmm. Us. That's huge. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so, so much for really sharing with us about rest and how we can do it as a family, how we can do it with our kids, how to get them excited about it. I love yeah. it. Now, at the end of each episode, I always ask my guest what they're eating, reading, and loving. And I would love to hear you share. Yeah. Um, well, what I am reading, I know this is going to seem so funny, but have you ever read Harry Potter series? No, I literally just asked my husband that the other day. I was like, do you ever want to watch it? Yeah. We've never okay. it, so, it. I mean, I know some people on a Christian podcast are not okay with that, but yeah. I can give you a whole episode to listen to about engaging culture with your kids and doing <laughs> things like that too for Jesus. So that's yeah. another conversation, but I am yeah. reading, I'm on book two finally, cause my kids love it. And so I finally decided I was going to dive in because my husband's read it like 16 times and they all love it. And finally I was like, I'm committing to it. Okay. So that, and then walking through fire by Vanitha Reisner, um, who is someone girl you should have on your show. Cause her story is just incredible, but, um, her memoir just came out. So okay. I just finished it. All right. And then, um, eating, this is going to be like, Oh, I'm going to sound like a crunchy, uh, health nut oh. and I'm not, but I'm like obsessed with salsa and celery right now. I don't know why. What? I, <laughs> I know. Does that even have a taste? Oh, yes. Well, I mean, I mean do you love salsa? <laughs> I love salsa, and sometimes I just crave this crunch. And so okay. lately I've been craving not just the chips, but I know that's weird. Okay, it's just no, weird. But it's healthier because you're not eating the chips. Yes. Well, oh. and after Christmas, don't we all need to maybe <laughs> eat a few more stalks hey, of celery? <laughs> I've got some. I've got some celery in my fridge. I just didn't know what to do with it. So there you go. You can give it a try. Eat. I love it. And then what I'm loving is connecting with people like you, Ren. And again, oh. that seems cliche, but things yeah. like Clubhouse. I'm yes. loving Clubhouse because. I am a social person. And so it has been a lifeline for me during 2020 to have things like our IG group, um, now Clubhouse, another podcasting group I'm a part of, because it's been a way for me to connect. So that's what I'm loving. I love that too. I think we're on the same wavelength and I'm going to start the celery. So, I mean, we're like the same person, right? (laughs) You'll have to give me some feedback. Some people are like celery with salsa. I'm like, I don't eat it all the time. Just sometimes I crave it. There you go. Well, and you know, I tell everybody I'm the crunchiest, soggiest mom ever. (laughs) See? (laughs) Wait, what's the soggy? Well, soggy's opposite of crunchy. So like the soggy is the salsa. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like healthy, but with a side of chocolate cake. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yes. I know all about the chocolate cake. Maybe why I'm putting the celery in. <laughs> right. Let's get the celery in. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to ask you one more time. Do you have anything that you want to say to moms out there that have to do with Sabbath, have to do with rest that, um, that you would want to leave them with anything or the other question I asked you earlier about what you want to be asked? <laughs> 
either one. I'm going to leave this with moms. Um, you will never regret taking a step to teaching your family how to rest. Mm. It's good for you. It's good for them. And it adds a depth um, to another layer to your relationship with the Lord because it really does force you to rely on him even more because our very nature is to take care of things and to work. Um, So yeah, that's what I would say. I love that. Hey, y'all go check out Amber's podcast at graceenoughpodcast.com and or on your podcast app. She's an excellent interviewer. And so I appreciate you coming on the podcast today, girl. Thanks so much for having me. It was great. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Friends of a Feather podcast today. I pray you were encouraged. And if you were, I want to connect you with our Friends of a Feather community. So something new I'm starting in 2021 is every month I will be hosting a Friday Zoom meetup for all Friends of a Feather podcast listeners to connect and talk about the episodes from the month. I'm really excited, and I would love for you to join in. You can go to my website at renrobbins.com, and on the homepage there, you can find out all the information. It's a free group, but it's a really great way for us to all share about the episodes, share some takeaways, and have community together. So I will see you in that Zoom room the last Friday of every month. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend.